Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. And we're going to be talking about allowing the omniscient guide to build us. We will be coming from Psalms 127 and 1. In the first verse, a song of ascent of Solomon, and this is Psalms 127 and 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So as Christians, we must know that our Lord, which is Jehovah, the existing one, he's, he's been here from the foundation of the world, the one true God, the eternal God, we must know that our Lord, he must build, which means to, to build. It also means God lays a foundation first. We need for God to lay a foundation in us first. It means to rebuild. It means to establish, cause to continue. So when God builds in us, we want God to lay that foundation in us first. For we know that when we were born into this world, that we were all um, brought forth in iniquity and in sin. Our mother conceived us. So we know that we need some work. We need some work when we come into this world. So we need God to build us. We need the Lord to build up broken places in us, to build up so that we have right thinking, that we will speak right, that we will act right. So we have to allow God to build us up. And we can't fix our own selves. If we could, then he would not have left the Holy Spirit. He would not have left the word of God, and we know that his word is living and his word is powerful. And so we need God to build us. And if God build us, we'll be on a steady foundation. We'll be on the best foundation if we allow him to build us and then we stay in line with his word, stay in line with truth and continue to obey what his word says. But it's a When it comes to being built by God, we have to continue to say that word. We have to know that word. We So one thing that I'm learning as a Christian that it's it's great when you read the scriptures constantly. If you got scriptures like the quotes and things that Pastor Dobbs does, or if you have scriptures that you can constantly read, and all that does is, Put that, allow that word to get in you, get into your DNA so that when something comes up, you've got that, that word to rise up against it. When those contrary thoughts come in our mind or things that don't line up with the word of God, when we've got the word constantly before us, you reading it two or three times a day, the word of God, it is cleansing this flesh. It's changing our lives. So we need that word to build us up. So as Christians, we know we need the Lord to build us. And we know that God is constantly feeding us his word so that our mind, 
our words and our lives will be productive and prosper. And we want to be productive. We want to hear and receive the word of God. We want to, in our word of God to be in our thoughts so that we can become productive. For example, if we have thoughts of low self-esteem in our lives, so if that thought comes up in your mind when you're battling something on your job or whether um, it's something in your home or, or, or what with you, between husband and wife or siblings, whatever it may be, when things attack us that don't line up with the word of God, we have, we have to have put the word on it so that it can change that situation because we have to change our mindset because the flesh want to do what it want to do. It, and it will be fine with being out of order. It does not have a problem being out of order. I think of even now some of the, um, I'll say, little battles or the little things I'm dealing with on my job with employees. And you can talk to them and you can tell them different things. But so a lot of times you can find, you'll find that you, you're hitting a, a brick wall because some of them, they, they, mind is made up and they just know they are right. I don't care what you say. They just know they're right. And, and I was dealing with, um, but we just have to know that we have to allow God to use us. We have to allow God, that omniscient God to guide us because I'm telling you, I've been like, Lord, you're going to have to help me. Show me. Give me that wisdom. Give me that understanding that I need to be able to help them because I want to help them to be successful. And I tell them that, you know, this, this job, these are just a little temporary means. But you're going to one day leave here. We're going to leave these jobs. or You want to go out in the world and be successful. So I want to be able to be an impact on someone in a positive way so that they can be better. But it takes the word of God to do that. I realize that it, I can't do it. I can talk my little head off. It's about like talking to your children sometimes. But I do know that the word of God is what has to change people. And so it's not up to us, but it's the word of God that changes the lives of people. So if you're dealing with, a, a, a let's say, a low self-esteem, Second Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So that's something we have to tell the enemy if he want to tell us, you know, that you, you, you are, you don't, you're not on their level or you, you know, you may have a little low uh, don't have good confidence in yourself. We have to give the enemy and, and ourselves as well that word. We have to speak that word till it come alive in us. And we know that, oh, no, I'm a new creature. I don't care what you say or what you think or how things might look. I am a new creature in a creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become New. So we, I'm learning, even at this stage, I knew I had to apply the word, but I'm understanding better and better that you really got to, in every situation, put the word there. Don't allow not one thought 
to enter your mind that's contrary to what the word said. Don't, don't allow it. Don't allow it. May have feet on a mission. I'm not allowing that thought to enter my head. I'm not allowing I don't have enough. I'm, oh, that's not coming in my mind. My God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. So we have to apply that word to run off the enemy, to continue to transform our thinking, our talking, and our actions. You know, some of us, maybe when we come to God, we may have came, may have been broken down, broken hearted, in the midst of all kind of storms might have been happening in our lives. We may have been tossed to and fro, things spinning out of control. But Jesus makes all things new. Our God is the one that makes all things new. So whatever state we came to the Lord, we know that with not we can that is in the past. That's no longer the same. And sometimes the enemy would like to remind us of past things. Things that were passed in our life. He sometimes want to raise that back up. See, you, you, you know better off than when you first got saved. Look, you haven't progressed at all in Christ Jesus. Look at you. Look, look, you still doing the same thing. But we have to know that God has made all things new in our lives. But if you don't say it, if you don't speak it and apply that word, he'll beat you up. When I tell you he will beat you up because you ain't saying nothing. If you don't speak back the word, that's what causes him to flee. And that builds, that word builds us up. That continues to lay a foundation uh, in our lives that we know and that we believe that God is working all things out for us. So, God, we have to tear down things in our lives so we can be built up. And he can make all things new in our life. We know it's difficult sometimes to build something new on top of something broken. So when we come in, we he can't, if you know, if we're already broken, that's why when people come to the Lord, if we have broken places in our lives, the Lord has to deal with those broken places because he can't continue to build upon us when we have brokenness in our heart, when we have have uh, uh it's unstable when you have broken places in your heart and then he want, God wants to build us. So we have to allow him to deal with the brokenness that might be in our heart, those things that are in our lives so that he can continue to build us up. And so when we know that there's brokenness, we have to give it to him. We have to give it to him. Say, Lord, you, you see this area right here. I need help right here. I know this isn't quite right. I know my thinking isn't quite right right here, right there. But I need your help. And I know you are an ever-present help in the time of need. So when we go to God for help, guess what? He's more than able to help us. If we were building this church, or let's say I was going to build something, but I wanted to put it on top Building on top of here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put something flat, and this is going to be my foundation. And let's say I was going to build something, a platform up on there. Now, if this had a crack in it, we're going to have some problems later on. It may stand for a little while, but if this is broken, 
if this has a broken place, there's a big old crack in it, a hole in it, and you go to stand on that or build something on top of that, it is not going to last. So God, he, when, so when he builds in our lives, he wants to clear up things that are hurting us, pain that is in our life, uh, crazy thinking that might be in our life that don't line up. And sometimes we might think, that ain't crazy, that ain't crazy. We, we need to give it to God. So examine me now, Lord. Look and see. Look at me now and, and see, Lord, if you find anything. That's why I love create in me, God, a clean heart. Because God looks at the heart of man. You know, we can look at people's face. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's wonderful. But God, like, looking at heart like, mm, I, I, I'm not accepting that. I'm not accepting that, but I want a clean heart because I know God looks at our heart. And so he wants our heart right. And if our heart is right, guess what? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So we're going to speak right. We'll speak right. We'll be thinking right when it's in our heart. So we have to have more than just actions, but it has to be in our hearts. So we know that God must heal broken places in our lives in order for us to have strength to deal with people, to have a productive marriage even. He has to heal broken places. In order to even raise children, he has to heal broken things in our lives. In order to how to handle money, he has to deal with the brokenness that's in us. We, we might have some broken thinking about money and about giving. But he has to he has to change our way of thinking and get our thinking to align with the word of God. There's so many promises in the word of God for us concerning giving, concern that that God just want to load us every day with so many benefits. But if we are out of order in our thinking, we are hindering the move of God because it takes Our thinking, our speaking, and our actions, they have to line up with the word of God. So we must yield to the Holy Spirit and allow the Lord to build us. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Oh, yeah. Conviction will come. Many times I've been sitting in the sanctuary and I'm like, oh, yes, Lord, have mercy. I know. You know. Like, I got to get that straight now. Yes, that, that's a mess right there. That's messy. That's messy. Help me. So the Holy Spirit, listen to the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what it is saying to you. Spend that time. Sometimes we have to get quiet. Get quiet and just hear what God is saying unto us. Get quiet and just, and just ask him. I, I I think I've told this before. I remember when my children were young, I would tell them they were five, six. I'd say, y'all take a minute, go to your room, and just say, yes, Lord, and just listen. Just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And they would come back. And give them five minutes, they'd come back, and, I was, and they would tell them. I said, what did, you, what did he say to you? Oh, my word, they would tell me some amazing things that God has spoken to them. I thought, even at young age, I was like, whoa, and I knew then I would, make, I would make them do it more often. But guess what? God speaks to children. 
But they have to take the time to get still and listen. Just say, just go to your room. Just take five minutes. Just say, yes, Lord. Just sit there. And I'm telling you, he would talk, start talking to them, and they would rabble off stuff. I said, whoo, okay, Jesus. And that let me know that, yes, make sure we're directing our children to Christ because he loved the children. He already said, suffer the children to come unto me. So God, he can fix all the issues in our lives. But we must allow him, we must allow Jehovah to fix what is broken. And in Matthew 16 and 13, Matthew 16 and 13, Jesus began to ask the disciples, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And some of them began to answer. So they began to answer who they thought that Jesus, who he was. And so when Jesus, and I'll go on to the, further into the scripture, it says, and when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? 14th verse. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others said Jeremiah, or one, or one of the prophets. Verse 15, he said to him, them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter is the one that answered. And he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So here Peter had the revelation. Peter was able to tell him who he was. So I don't know what kind of connection that Peter had with the Lord, but he had the, he received the revelation. And when he received that revelation, it caused God to prophesy and, and speak a word unto him. So when we get connected with Christ, when we get connected with him and get a revelation of who he really is, because Peter understood, he said, you, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. So when we get that revelation and understanding of who he is, guess what? Money, money, job, people, that won't be an issue unto us. Because we're going to be like, when we when these situations rise up, we're going to be like, I know we're going to keep our eyes on Jesus, the, who is the often finisher of our faith. We're going to keep our eyes on the hill from which cometh our help. And we're going to be able to just say, my God. My God has to answer to all of these situations, anything that rises in my life. Well, we can put that word, go back to putting the word of God on our situation. And so Peter had that revelation. And it, it, when he spoke it and when God, can, when God understands that we know who he is, we're not stuck on our problems. We're not stuck on this little situation in the corner of our mind. And then we got another little situation in the corner of our mind that we can't even think straight when it comes to minister or reading the word of God and understanding the word of God and spending time with God. So here's something. This is 
something that happens to me. So when I'm studying or if I'm praying, have you ever been praying? Why is it that little thoughts want to just pop in your head? I'm trying to spend time with the Lord and I'm praying and I'm praying for people and then I'll go, oh yeah, I need to go pay that bill. What in the world? And you, and so then I'm doing it, you know, you're praying and you're like, oh, I'm like, Lord, forgive me, get your mind. And so I, I ask God to help me to control these thoughts in my mind because when I spend time with God I want one on one I don't want any interruptions so we should have control over the thoughts that enter our mind and so I'm like okay God we know the word says that we could cast down every thought and those imaginations that try to exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. So I, I, I get, so every time those thoughts come, I attack it with a word. I said, no. I said, God, you I, take control of my thoughts. Take control of my mind. Cause I'm like, the enemy is not going to win. I should be able to have a one-on-one time with my father without outside interruptions. Why, why do, I don't know. I, my God deserves undivided attention. So we should not have these outside interferences that come in. And used to, I would pray, and then I, a person's name would come up. I'd be like, why am I thinking about that? i just pray for him. And that may be what he wanted me to do. They'd come up in my mind, and I would just start praying. I said, he's either going to stop putting these thoughts in my mind, or, or I'm going to keep praying for him. He's going to be like, no, he, that's going to make a pray, so let me just not do that. So, Peter had the revelation. And when he told, so God wants us to know who he is. Know him in his power. Know how great he is. Know how mighty he is. Know that I don't care what, how big this mountain looks in my life right now. I don't care how big this mountain of debt looks in my life right now. I don't have, care how big this sickness looks in my life right now. I need to know that God, you are God. You are great and mighty and there's no one greater than you, Jehovah. And so when we stand up and, 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 and confess to the Lord from our heart with true revelation of who he is, he has to move. And he began to speak unto Peter. So he spoke and he, he prophesied to Peter. He said that Peter, if you, if, so Peter stood on the word the revelation that he had. And he knew that I am Jesus Christ. He knew. He said, the son of the living God. I was sent to the world to seek and to save the lost. I am the one that has all power in my hand. I am God who can stand who can stand against me. So Peter stood on what he knew, that revelation that came to him. From God. When we receive the in-depth revelation of who Christ is, as is revealed through the Holy Spirit, then our our Father will release his supernatural power in our lives. So we want that supernatural power to be released in our lives. When we confess him and know who he is without a doubt, because he's already said a double-minded man, he don't think you're going to get anything. So how do we remain stable in our thoughts? How do we remain stable with the word of God? I'm, I'm telling you, get you some scriptures, 
whatever issue you're dealing with and you say them, you keep saying them every day, you keep saying them every day so that that the stinking thinking that may want to rise up in our mind can't even rise up because you're so full of the word. So we have to allow God to release his supernatural power in our lives. And the 18th verse says, And I also say to you that you are Peter. And this is where he began to speak to him. You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So he was letting Peter know. He said, on this rock, he said he's going to build his church. And on, on the foundation of that I am Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, on, on that truth, on that foundation, solid as a rock, he says, I'm the gates of hell can, shall not prevail against us, against his church. And they won't pro, pro, So as we gain the truth of the word and the revelation of who Jesus is, the, what, the devil can't, the enemy, the gates of hell. And I was like, why gates, Lord? Why wouldn't just hell can prevail? But it was like the gates. I was like, so is, it, is that everything that could be? Everything behind the gates. The gates holding a lot of stuff in and add all is, but they, they can't prevail. Whatever behind the gate can't prevail against the church, against us. When we stand on the truth and the foundation that Jesus Christ, he, he is our king. When we stand on the fact that Jesus Christ suffered, that he died, and that he rose again with all power, that death couldn't hold him in the grave. So when we have that conviction in us of who he is and, and, the, and his power, can't nothing stand up against that. But you have to constantly feed your spirit with the word. Once a week won't do it. If you can eat once a week, that's how, that's how I, in my opinion, how your spirit man would be. If we once a week, that's how your spirit going to be pretty weak. Let you eat once a week. Do your one meal. Don't eat no more for a week. And tell me how strong you are and what you'll get accomplished. So we have to constantly feed ourselves with the word of God. So prevail. So as an 18th verse again, it says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. And that prevail just means it's not going to be superior in strength. It's not going to overcome. It's not going to overcome you. It's not going to be stronger. It's not going to be superior against you. And it says, 19 verse, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, my heavenly father said, I got your back. I've got your back. Because if whatever you loose on earth, if since you know who I am, then I know you're going to be about my business. And so when you're about my business, I've got your back. Whatever you loose on earth, it will be loosed in heaven. Loosed in heaven shall be loosed on earth and vice versa. So we know that God has our back. 
And he's given us, he said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Wow. The keys to the kingdom of heaven. That's special. He, he didn't open up the keys. Peter said a lot. Peter said a lot. It was simple what he said, but it was powerful and it was mighty. And, it, and God realized the revelation that had come into his life. And because of that revelation, God just opened. I'm going to give it the, the key upon this rock. I'm going to build my church. The gates of hell are not going to prevail against you. I, I know that, that um, you couldn't have figured that out on your own, Peter. But that was revealed unto you. And look, I'm going to give you the, the keys to heaven. I mean, look what happens when we truly, truly understand who our God is with unwavering faith. No matter what the circumstances look like. No matter what it is in front of us. When we truly have that, that knowledge and revelation of who he is and stand firm upon his word. Oh, my God, look at what God drops into our lives. And he knows we're going to do what's right because when we have understanding of that, we're going to be about our Father's business. When we receive revelation of who God is, he will move us into a supernatural realm, realm during this earth walk. God can do that. He can move us into a supernatural realm. So we must allow the word of God to change us. We have to allow God to place us on a solid foundation and fix up the things in our life that are not in order. We can't fix it on our own. We, we, we can't do right without Jesus. Truly right. Because if, if we say it's okay to do right without Jesus, then we know people in the world, they think they're doing right, but they ain't fully doing right because they will not go to see the heavenly father they will not see the heavenly father except they confess jesus christ so they ain't doing right they still not doing right you have to line everything up with the word of god so we can't respond to others right without the help of the lord we may can sometimes but look all the time is the key it's not a sometime, but it's all the time. When Peter got the revelation of who Jesus was, now he can go out. He could go out and share the truth with others and with conviction. He could go out and tell them, I'm telling you, it's Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So he could share that with conviction to others. Why could he do that? Because he understood who Jesus was. He had the revelation and he was trying of who God was. He could stand firm and say that he was Christ, the son of the living God. The revelation that Peter had was living and it moved God to prophesy to Peter. That revelation moved God. It touched him because what he spoke to him was amazing. Look what Peter tapped into. The Lord blessed Peter and spoke a word unto him. It caused Jesus to release blessings into his life. That's what revelation does. That's what understanding does. So when we come in and get understanding and get knowledge of the word of God, it allows the, God's blessings to flow as we gain understanding 
through the word of God. We know that God's word is powerful and it can establish us on a firm a firm foundation. God's word can establish us on a firm foundation. How many want to be on a firm foundation? How many want, you know, who wants to be on a rock? No, nobody want to be on a rocky foundation. I tell you, I had looked up, I had some um, storms. I looked up some tornadoes and hurricanes online just to see. Just Now, that kind of wind, just look, the thing about it, our God can keep us from even them kind of storms, and he can protect us. They actually had a tornado, a hurricane, a t- tornado, I believe it was, that hit a certain place, and there was one ho- one or two. I mean, it wasn't a nothing off of that house. I said, that's, that's how God would do that. And when I tell you, everything around them was demolished, but the house, that house stood. I mean, it looked like nothing. Not even a window was broken. I said, okay. God can do that in our lives. I don't care how bad the situations seem in our lives. He is more than able to handle it. He, he is a God who went down to the grave, went down to hell, and he got the keys to death and hell. He's the one who overcame death. Who has done that? Our Heavenly Father. Our Father, Jesus Christ. So we know that God's word is powerful. And it can, again, it can establish us on a firm foundation. Our words aren't powerful unless we speak in the word of God. What we say, you know, it's like you're trying to get your children to act right. You can say, now you're going to do and you're going to do. And sometimes you just have to like, Lord, I'm tired of talking. I'm going, I'm, you know, I'm, okay, Lord, give, I'm going to give it unto you. You understand? How do I deal with it? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? How, how, what? And so we need that omniscient God to show us what to do and, and how to do things because our way and our words don't always work, but the God's word works and it's powerful because he said his word will not return void. His word re- will not return void. That's what God says. So do we have to make his word work? No, we do not. God is the one that causes his word to work. We speak the word, and we have to believe the word with unwavering faith that he's gonna, his word is going to do exactly what he said it would do. So we may have to decide. Sometimes we might think that things are too hard for us to do, which they, they are. A lot of times we need help. We may think that we don't have uh, enough of what we need to do certain things, but God, he, he, got, he has everything that we need. He has everything that we need. And we know again in Hebrews 4 and 12, and 12 as we have mentioned, the word of, for the word of God is living. His word is powerful. Don't, don't handle this. We can't handle this recklessly. This is a living Holy Word. This is a living, holy Word in these scriptures. It's a living Word. It's a powerful Word in His scriptures. So we just know that His Word is ready to work when we speak forth that Word. And so we've got to believe that. We have to believe that what we say according to His Word, it will happen. And it's powerful and it's sharper than any two edged sword. 
piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's what we need to build us up some more. That's some more word that can build us. It knows your thoughts. It knows the intents of your heart. The, The word is living and it's powerful and it's sharp. So it has a job to do. And it can, it can tear down, it can separate things, it can break apart things so that God can build us back up the way we need to build, be built. Because we don't want to be, have a broken foundation and God's still trying to build on it. Because we're going to break down, it is not going to work. Allow the living word to change us. Allow the living word to cause us to be productive every day of our lives. We must allow the living word to build us up. So we know that faith, we need faith. We have to have faith. We want God to build us, but, you know, it's impossible to please him if we don't even have faith. So if we don't have faith in God, and how does that faith come? By hearing. That's why I'm saying we hearing of the word of God. We got to keep reading that word keep saying that word keep believing that word no matter uh, attacking those negative thoughts in our mind those words about to come out or don't let them out if you do lord help me don't not to say that again so we have to stay if we solid and stand firm upon the word of god guess what god he can build us his word will change us and if you've had the mustard seeds you know how small they are that's all God's like. He did he make it hard? He's like, look, okay. If you have faith, and then he's and me and my husband talked about this as a grain of mustard seed. I thought, well, is that the whole seed or is that just a piece of the seed? But I believe he's talking about the a seed, mustard seed. But if you have faith, just hold that and go, man, that's all I need. And whatever you praying for, okay, God, help me to hold fast. That's all we have to have. Is that amount of faith, and God can move a mountain, y'all. And he can move a mountain in our lives. Peter had faith in God. And in order for us to receive faith, we must hear the word of God. So we have to hear God's word. We have to speak God's word so that we can have obtained understanding, and that word can become a part of us. Whether we are saying it out loud and, and reading the word, that's good. You need to be able, you can hear it there. We must hear and understand what the word of God is saying. As we hear the word, faith is being built up in us. So as we keep speaking and saying it and remembering it, the word is being built up in us. The more we hear, the stronger we become in Christ. And we know in Hebrews 11 and 6, again, as But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's the diligent. It can't be a one time, but we have to diligently, consistently, on purpose, seek God each and every day. Because things are constantly coming at us and attacking us. We must allow the Lord to build us. And establish us on a solid foundation of his word. And that's what will stand. The word of God is what will stand. 
So in order to be built up, we want God to constantly build us up in his word. We want to continue to grow and have good understanding of of the word of God and the revelation of who God is and how powerful he is and not waver in our faith. So God, just help us not to waver when it comes to the power and and how mighty and who he is. Help us, Lord. We don't want to be up and down. Oh, you mighty today and oh, I don't know what I'm going to do the next day. I live that. I live that. I'm like, Lord, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. I've lived that. Up, up one moment, down one moment. Up two more minutes, down five more minutes. I'm like, what? You know, stable, stabilize us, Lord, in your word. Help us to be stable and grow when and you want us to grow, dear God, and how you want us to grow at the pace you want us to grow, dear God. And we just thank God for his word on tonight. So we need to allow the omniscient God to build us. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.